Welcome to Converge Coffee. I'm here with Tom Augenthaler. He is the founder of 551 Media LLC, an influencer marketing consultancy that helps clients around the world. He founded the Influencer Marketer to share his ideas and knowledge with others looking to learn about the dynamic marketing strategy. Tom has been leveraging the power of influencer or marketing since 2007 and as a consultant helping corporate clients since 2009. He is an international speaker and recognizes one of the top 50 experts in the field for talking influence. Tom, thanks for being on the show. How are you? Hey, I'm great, man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I know we've been kind of going back and forth this past year, busy schedules, life going on, but I appreciate you being on this episode because no one has talked about influencer marketing on Converge Coffee. So kind of getting it hit, you know, hit it right off the the T here. Um, what is influencer marketing? It's uh, it's pretty simple. It's just marketing through other people that have followings. And those people uh, are generally, uh, they're all online. And it's just a different way to get in front of your target market or your ideal audience. You're just leveraging other people to do it. So rather than a traditional advertising approach, which would be to blast out the information through different channels, hoping that you're, uh, you're, you're hitting at least a segment of your audience, uh, this way you can actually find your audience a lot more methodically and carefully and, and, uh, uh, and measure that. So it's just a different way of getting in front of your audience. You're just working through other people to do it instead of media outlets. I like that. I mean, I mean, there's been a lot of um, publicity out there with celebrities, people using influencer marketing. Someone mentioned to me um, the whole uh, Matthew McConaughey thing about Lincoln cars. And they're like, well, did they make Lincoln lawyer after Lincoln cars? I'm like, no, it was the reverse. He was a Lincoln lawyer and then got into the whole influencer marketing that way. But a lot of people think like influencer marketing is just brand awareness or fluff, um, even farther back. But how does Influence marketing, one, bring a solid brand awareness, and two, how does it generate leads? Well, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't want to dismiss building awareness or maintaining awareness or getting more attention because, honestly, it doesn't matter whether your brand is really small or really, really big. You need to be doing that all the time anyway, and that's why people do or Companies do public relations, they do advertising, they're engaged in traditional marketing activities all the time. That could be events, it could be trade shows, it could be all sorts of things. But they're constantly trying to stay top of mind with their ideal audience, that prospective customer, and then current customers as well. So imagine if, you know, imagine if Coca-Cola just stopped advertising. You know, imagine they stopped billboards, they stopped you know, uh, TV advertising and online advertising, eventually they just stop doing it. People start to wonder, well, what the, where's Coke, right? Is there something wrong with the company, right? So you've got to constantly do things to stay top of mind with your audience. So influencer marketing is one of the ways to do that, and it's a very effective way to do that um, because you can get to your audience a lot quicker and faster and easier than you could going through those traditional channels. Uh, now, in terms of generating leads, and even making sales, uh, people are doing that all the time with it. It's just that you need to structure your program from the very beginning to do that. 
So you don't you don't go into it trying to build awareness and then suddenly in the middle of the campaign decide, well, we need to build, we need to get leads out of this. That's just not the way it works. I mean, you wouldn't do that with traditional advertising. You wouldn't do that with any traditional marketing any either. So, you know, you've got to constantly be thinking about what's your goal, the strategy to get there, and then the tactics necessary to make the strategy happen. So in terms of generating leads, I mean, you would you would set it up so that you you look for influencers that are capable of eliciting that kind of a reaction out of the audience to want to click on a link, download an ebook, um, go to a landing page, request more information, or, or whatever it happens to be, or sign up for a webinar. It could be any of those things. So you've got to find people that are, that are capable of doing that. Some influencers are better at just raising awareness, getting your attention. Others are going to be better at actually actually prompting the audience, influencing the audience to actually take an action. Interesting. And my last question, because it kind of brings everything together. You mentioned Coke. Like if Coke didn't do, you know, influencer marketing, brands, whatever, like what happened to Coke? And then the next thing with, with leads. So... You know, my next question is, what is the difference in the approach for small and large brands using influencer marketing? Okay, let me just put it to you this way, okay? In, in terms of influencer marketing, there are three there are three main activities that companies, brands engage in. The first is influencer advertising, which is really just media buys. And you can do that as a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, Whatever you're probably going to find influencers with smaller, more targeted followings. But once you start finding those people and you find and you te- and you test it, you find the people that are going to help you actually, you know, meet your goal. So if that's just raising awareness or driving or, or actually capturing leads, whatever it happens to be, um, you could do that with media buys. The second activity is influencer relations. So that's more, it's more like a PR activity. So if you have an event or there's an industry event, you might be going to the industry event. You want to hook up with some influencers there, meet up with some there. That way you maybe you get a coffee, you grab a little dinner or you maybe a lunch or a breakfast, whatever it happens to be. And you can, you can sit down with them for a few minutes and then talk to them about what you've got and how you might be able to work together to, to do something to, you know, maybe help to get them to help, you know, build awareness around what you're doing. So maybe that's a video, maybe that's getting them to write a blog post or, or whatever it happens to be. The third one is really influencer marketing at its core. And that is co-creating content with the influencers. So treating them like partners and saying to them, look, I need, I want, your audience is the people that I want to reach. What if we did some kind of a, you know, a, a video together? What if we did a webinar together? What if we did a series of blog posts together? I could sponsor them, um, but you know, that way we'd be creating content together. I can push it out through my channels. You can push it out through yours. And that way, you know, we can be a lot more effective. That's also where you build your relationships with these folks because that's what you really ultimately want to do. You want to build relationships with people that can help your business along. So thinking in terms of co-creating content rather than just paying them to do something for you is just a little bit of a mind shift, but it can mean the difference between, you know, working with somebody for years as opposed to just a couple of weeks. 
I like that. Um, and I've kind of seen that in the world these, this, these days where, you know, some people are like, can I write a ghost blog for you about this to get awareness? And it's kind of behind the scenes or it can be right in front of the stage. So I really like that. Can you, um, so I'm going to stop grilling on questions here. Um, and I, I kind of want to know, um, something that's probably not on your website could be, um, but something offline background about, um, a success story with influencer marketing or something that, um, when you're speaking, someone mentions something that helps, you know, make a pivot and you're like, Oh, that's a really good idea to go this way. Anything that you want, a sky's the limit right here. So if you want to, whatever story you want to tell, uh, one of my my favorites, I mean, there's a lot of success stories. There's also a lot of, you know, I could, if we had the time and share stories where things didn't quite work out the way you planned, but you can pivot and you can still make it a successful program. It's just that it might, you know, sometimes, you know, you have a plan of action and you start implementing it. And then suddenly, you know, some things happen. It's like going on a journey, right? Like if you were going to drive across the United States, you know, you don't just drive from New York to San Francisco with nothing happening in between, right? I mean, you're stopping off, you're getting dinner, you know, you got to gas up the vehicle, maybe there's a flat tire, you know, <laughs> there's all sorts of things that can happen along the way. It's 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 kind of like a journey. But one of my favorites is, is that uh, a, a number of years ago, I was with HP. That's where I started with influencer marketing. And we had a, uh, the executives said that, you know, we had a, a product sitting on the shelves. It was a very cool product, but they, we just didn't have the, you know, they didn't have the marketing dollars to really pump it up enough to get enough awareness around it. And uh, they asked, they asked us to help out and put together an influencer program to see what we could do. Well, the product was nine months old. So it was sitting on store shelves for quite a while. And, you know, the distributors like Best Buy and whatever else were like, hey, we got to move this product. You guys, you know, get some marketing going to do it. So we did that. We put together a program that involved 31 influencers. And we arranged for each one of them to get a top-end version of the product. So it was like a big laptop. You know, you could move from room to room. It's kind of like a, a movable desktop, if you want to call it that, you know. <laughs> and uh, a really big screen, cool. I mean, it had, you know, all the state-of-the-art, you know, electronics inside of it, you know. Um, but we gave each one of them one, and then we had a we asked them each to run a contest for a day, um, where they would give it away for one day each uh, for 31 days. So we had 31 bloggers. Each blogger gave it away a, a version of the product for 31 days. You know, so each product gave each one had a contest ending for each of the 31 days. I, I'm not putting that together well, but uh, <laughs> anyway, it ended up spiking sales of the product. So the, the, the it, it, it started going up to the roof because not only because of the contests and the, and the, and the energy and the buzz that the, the, the bloggers were all giving it, but because of the comments that, the followers of the bloggers were making saying, Hey, HP is really pretty cool. Look what they're doing here. Uh, they really care about their customer set. Uh, you know, they're trying to, you know, really raise awareness around it and everything else. And they're trying to help us out. And, and, and a lot of us got on and answered questions in the comments and everything else. So, you know, there was a lot of interaction. Uh, there was a lot of engagement as we would call it today. There was a lot. And, and that resonated well 
with all the communities of the various bloggers. So sales spiked 84%. So they went from like, you know, really doing nothing up to like 84%, just went up 84%. And that lasted not only for the period of the 31 days, but for another 30 days afterwards. And then associated consumer laptops in the in the product line uh, also got a, lift, a sales boost as well. So that was one of my favorite ones just because it was, it was one of the first ones I ever did that was that size. And um, it just did so remarkably well. And all the stats that we got back were from, you know, the company itself. It was not from third parties, you know, reporting on metrics. It was actual sales of the product itself by HP. So that's one of my, that's one of my favorite ones, but um, you know, there's plenty of other, there's plenty of other things too. I like that story. I mean, it, it's very practical. It's something that you think that, oh, we can do it ourselves rather than let's ask for other people's help and just give them something a little bit and they go do it. And you, I mean, the uptake, oh my gosh. I mean, the ROI on that is, is, is simply amazing. So, so you asked something though about how smaller, you know, a smaller brand versus a larger brand, how they can, they can get involved with it. Uh, the important thing to keep in mind is you don't have to start out with a thousand influencers. That's, that's just not necessary. Uh, I know of a really big, huge consumer brand where they have not done any influencer marketing at all. And they're just starting out with one influencer in the region, in the Southeast East region of the United States, it encompasses several states. They're going to work with one influencer and they're just going to see how it goes. They've set up a contract. They've got an agreement. You know, they've got everything sorted out, the number of, you know, blog posts they want the woman to write. And, you know, she's going to travel around and visit these different cities and different areas and, and write about her experiences, bringing her family with her. And, you know, they're starting out like that. So you don't have to start out with hundreds of influencers or a thousand or whatever it is. Forget about all those giant consumer brands that do that. They have budget and resources to be able to do that. If you're a smaller company, think much more, think much more uh, practically. And just, it might be just maybe, maybe you need just one to start off with to get comfortable with it. Maybe it's, maybe it's three to five. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a dozen. So Take it one step at a time, you know, put together a campaign, see how it does, measure the results, see what went right, see what went wrong, and adjust for the next campaign. It's like anything else. I like it. It's, well, it's also the kind of rule of marketing um, I go by, do something, and then the second rule, do it better. So, <laughs> Right. But you need, some, you need a little bit of data to be able yep. to make it better, right? You got to figure out. And you'll figure out some influencers won't, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't perform as well as the other ones did. So, okay, well, then the next time around, you don't work with those influencers that didn't perform that well. And you double down on the ones that did. And then you, and then you find some other ones to replace the, the ones that you let go. So it's, it's like anything else. You, you just, you, you work it out, you see what works, what doesn't work, double down on what works. And then, and then, and then go from there. I like it. So, Tom, enough about influencer marketing. Um, I think the, the, the guests want to know, or the listeners, not the guests, the listeners want to know, think more about you. You know, why do you get up in the morning and you think, first thing, influencer marketing? That's, that's what I want to do. And 
it, I think it's just a big thing of, of people's passions. You know, yeah, why? It's just, I-, uh, I, I, I really enjoy the personalities that I get to meet, interact with, and make friends with. I mean, I, I've got influencers that I've been working with for 10 years now, and we're friends. I, you know, I mean, if I'm, if I'm in town and, and I, you know, I, I've got a little spare time, I'm going to, I'm going to ring them up and say, Hey, come on out and let's have a coffee or a drink or something and, and get together. I mean, it, that's, 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 that's part of it for me. I, I just really enjoy the interaction with interesting people. And I, I love learning about their backgrounds and their histories and where they come from and why they're doing what they're doing. And it's just very empowering today because the internet has made it so that regular people, ordinary people can really leverage the platform and do some really remarkable things with it. I mean, the fact that you've got a podcast, right? I mean, we're not limited to just listening to people on a radio anymore, right? Now there's, there's, there's thousands of podcasts out there to choose from. Well, and I like how you mentioned coffee within that conversation because that's how the whole thing kind of started was listening to people's stories, finding actionable results from what they've been through, their lessons they've learned, and kind of taking that forward and saying, oh, I like that lesson. Let me put that in my, you know, my back pocket just to kind of think about and mull over to see if that would, that would work for me or how can I apply that to my business? Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't matter whether your business is a local business or a national business. Um, you can make influencers work for you. You might have to, you know, from a local aspect, you're going to find people that are relevant to the, your market in your area. But these days, there, you know, there are influencers pretty much everywhere. I mean, you know, whether you're in Houston like I am or San Francisco or New York or a little town in Minnesota, most likely in your geographic area, there are some influencers who are relevant to your business. Yes. So, you know, honestly, if, you, if, you're, if you're in a, a manufacturing business, you're not going to reach out to fashion influencers, right? I mean, you're going you're gonna to want to find people that are contextually relevant what you do but they're out there and just because they have small followings doesn't mean they're not you know they're not powerful um because very often the 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 influencers with a smaller more niche following uh they really resonate with their audience and the audience feels a real genuine connection with them so never discount that you know that's very powerful i like it so Besides coffee and meeting up people for influencers for coffee for work, um, what do you do as a like a hobby or craft that kind of helps you, you know, one recharge and two um, bring a new perspective back to what you do? Okay, so you asked it, so you're going to get it. Um, <laughs> I am a I am a longtime practitioner of what's known as historical European martial arts. So it's um, Think medieval sword fighting, so two-handed long swords, sword and buckler, rapier, you know things like that. Even unarmed combat. Um, so that's that's what I do to recharge. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I mean, I think it's uh, the, the battle scenes that they did for uh, on the History Channel. Like, what weapon would beat out what weapon, um, or what warrior? Yeah. I guess what warrior? And it's always it's it's interesting to see that. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Put a link to that too in this episode. <laughs> so I'm guessing that um, that's part of your health is uh, 
you know, the third, you know, element that I always ask people is, um, what do they do health wise? So I'm, I'm guessing that's a pretty darn good workout doing that stuff. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, um, it's, it's got the cardio aspect to it. It's got the strength aspect because, you know, you're, you're, you know, using these steel blunt weapons. They're blunt. I want to make sure it's very clear that they're not sharp <laughs> or we'd be seriously hurting each other. Uh, they're blunts, um, but they're very well made. And, uh, but it requires a bit of strength and conditioning to be able to, to move it around uh, the way that, you know, is necessary. So it requires a bit of training um, and you've got to certainly learn skills. Uh, but that's part of the fun for me. And then the, the other part of it is, is that there's, it, you're delving into the history. So you're, you're learning about how people used, and used weapons and moved with them back in the 1300s, 1400s, 1500s. And it's, it's quite a bit different than you might think. I mean, it, it requires some very sophisticated footwork, uh, sophisticated hand movements. Um, so it's, it's really, it's really, really fun. And I, I just, I'm, I love history too. So it's just a way to connect with that. Tom, I, I actually enjoy that. Actually, that's interesting of a different perspective on history because I like the, the psychology of why people made the decisions or the socioeconomic, but you're going straight to, right to, you know, the front line of like, how did they, how did they move? How did they do this? How are the lines, how the front lines and everything, you know, how they battle one another. Yeah. So that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a link to, uh, to the, to the group. Um, I'm with here in, in, in Houston, but there are, there are groups all over the country, all over the world at this point that, that do this now. It's grown in popularity in the, over the last 10 years remarkably. That's awesome. And Tom, you know, thank you for sharing one, that awesome, just that awesome hobby slash health slash um, that you're also a coffee drinker. Um, and thanks for chatting about influencer marketing because I think a lot of people are, sometimes unaware of the potential it has. Um, and you laid out the three courses perfectly of how that can be and also the contextual relevance of doesn't have to be 100. It can be one or two. Start out small, figure it out. So I love it. Thank you, Tom. Oh, hey, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me on. Love talking about this stuff. And to all the Converge coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap.